Let's drone out. And apparently we're live. Hello and welcome to another episode of Let's Drone Out. Uh, tonight we are joined by, uh, I had a deal with Curry Kitten last week. Curry Kitten. Bonjour. Hey. Oh man. Everyone's dicking my... I'm owning that now. That's swear it. word already. Yep, Sorry. swear word. Yeah. Tony doesn't really care about that because he knows that I'm editor, so he's trying to make <laughs> my life as hard as possible for now. Damn it. So You're I will... On. Three swears, and this happens. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're also joined by my new uh, second uh, love affair, Andy RC. Hello. And uh, everyone's favourite Frank. That would be me, I guess, I presume. Yeah. And we are joined by, of course, my little squeeze on the side. Well, hello. <laughs> That's pretty, <laughs> that is pretty good. And, uh, of course, uh, suspiciously, for someone who doesn't work for Fat Shark, they amazingly got Fat Shark on this show, Andy RC. Um, Incredible. Our, our, our special guest tonight, Grant. Hey, guys. So you're the CEO and advertiser and all that good stuff of Fat Shark, is that right? No, I'm the, the chief difficulty officer at Fat Shark, actually. <laughs> <laughs> CDI. I, I, uh, I do a lot of our front of house stuff, basically all in the US, you know, marketing product, etc. But uh, we have a new CEO. His name's Alan. He's in the other room. But you got me today. It's fine. We like you, and you tolerated the sense of humour last time, which for which we kind of apologise for. But it is us. Well, let's see if we can change it this time. Maybe you won't like me by the end of this. Uh, no, you're all right. Uh, a little shout out to someone who did make me chuckle, Rob FPV Oldie. What time does this start? <laughs> so, uh, we, uh, Tony, do you want to read out the people in the chat? Um. Oh uh, yes. Hold on. So we've got Win from Wales who's watching us, Daffy Boy. Um, Zero. Zero's always in the chat. We love Zero. Um, who else is in the chat? Let me flick through. Rob, FBV, uh, Nutty Prop, um, Crash Test in there, Richard Warwick. Yeah, that's all I can see so far. So hello, everyone. Big shout out to our Patreons. Thank you very much uh, for your support. Um, uh, this show is probably sponsored by Mighty Dread again, if not Ferdy or failing that, Steve Gadolin, but I definitely think he was last week. So, um, Andrew slash Frank, I'm really sorry. Slash Colin McRae. Slash Lumberjack slash Cat Herder. Yeah. Without the editor, I'm lost. But, Right, uh, over to you, Frank, or Andy RC. Yeah, so let's get straight into it. So the HDOs were released. Um, and actually, I w you guys did a live stream the other night and uh, explained a lot of the stuff that went on. And uh, you mentioned that um, the HDO actually accidentally, there was like a, a page on that got released on Fat Shark and it ended up on Road to Riot. Could you explain a bit more about that and, and sort of what happened, you know, with the video releases and stuff? <laughs> so uh, <clears throat> I should start this by prefacing it with, I screwed up. So <laughs> <laughs> that's the first thing to say. But, so, Welcome so, to Let's Drone Out. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, what we try to do when we're launching products is like, uh, have um, a media embargo, right? So everybody launches at the same time. So everybody like build their reviews up and spend some time building copy and like be smart about launching a product. It doesn't work really well all the time. It's just like Apple, right? Like you never want to leak the Apple 10, 12, whatever. You want everybody at 10 o'clock on one day to launch something. And so I think it's Sunday night. I'm about to sit down and watch a movie with my wife and I was updating a product page like uh, with a new HDO, like, you know, updating some features or whatever. And I had published it through our content management system as unlisted, which is unsearchable, unfindable, can't find it anywhere. And what did you know it in like 15 seconds, somebody found it and they posted on Reddit 
Um, and then um, Mike Chin uh, from TBS, I think, found it and tossed it over to Rotor Riot, and then everybody lost their shit. And then <laughs> we did not watch our movie last night. <laughs> so, oh man, yeah. But it, you know, it's fine because uh, I expect things to leak. But I'd uh, I'd sent some review units out, and like um, I had to tell everybody, like, oh my god, everything's live now. So smoke them if you got them. And you know, I think a lot of people had to rush and push stuff up at the last second because you know a lot of people want to do their traffic grab. You know, publish as fast as possible. Sure, and and that really surprised me because. Um, for me, like what I've been waiting for is OLED in goggles, you know, um, but I think I first saw it in the Cinemizer goggles and to me it made sense. So surely the response could have only have been positive, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I think there's two distinct camps of people. I mean, there's people who want fidelity and they want really, really crisp, um, amazing racing. And then there's people who want field of view. And uh, I think we made one camp really happy and we made one camp really um, uncomfortable. Um, but something I want to get into later is like kind of what field of view means to you guys and kind of what the difference is between a wide field of view, regular HD2, I think is what you say, and a box goggle. But we can get to that later. Yeah. Um, it's been good. It's been polarizing. Cool. It's, been, it's been just like an election in the United States, I guess. Some people love it. Some people hate it. Well, congratulations for like not getting fired, unlike the RC. <laughs> so let's start on a positive note. Um, what do you mean by uncomfortable? Do you mean that you didn't get the nose shape right and you're going to get a video 20 minutes later from uh, NJ Tech? I meant viscerally uncomfortable, I believe. Like, um, they just, um, I think there's a lot of um, people who care a lot about specs and field of view. And when they see a smaller, bigger field of view, that's a direct correlation to them. Bigger field of view is better, smaller field of view is worse. And it's binary, right? And so when you see a decrease in field of view, so to speak, on paper from the HD3 down to the Dominator HD, or sorry, the HDO, that's just an immediate negative response for a lot of people. Yeah. And, uh, I think that I think that's the um, the biggest thing that got got lost in those initial videos. You see, I, I've owned a, a lot of pairs of Fat Sharks, and my initial reaction to Fat Sharks was not that, that he's sponsored by Fat <laughs> Not not that I'm trying to get a sponsor. No, I know. Um, yeah, my initial reaction was because uh, I came from the box goggles, which we all know have a, a massive field of view. And when I went to Fat Sharks, the field of view was smaller. And it's not until I received the HD2 that I realized that there is a limitation on field of view. Like, the, the, like I think the, the HD2s had a field of view of 50 degrees. And a lot of people, when they put those up to their their eyes, they, they saw blurred edges. And I think some people put up with it and some people said, no, that's not for me. And and then the, the HD3s went down on the field of view and all, all of a sudden it becomes clearer. And when, when I heard that the field of view is going to be 37 degrees, I just thought, well, actually, to me, that it makes sense because it, it, it means that um, more people are going to be able to to use them. And I think, you know, it's not that much of a change either from like, what are the HD3s, 43 to 37? I think um, people are concentrating way too much on the field of view. And what we should be concentrating on is the fact that we've now got like OLEDs in Fat Sharks. And um, that that's a, that's a big deal, I think, because um, you know, we've got OLEDs in the viewfinders of cameras and the, the picture quality is awesome and the, and the contrast is much better. And uh, people who are sort of like saying, oh, they're, they're, well, they're expensive. Yeah, but look how much the cinemizers were when they came out. They were $1,000. And, you know, the price of the, the HD3s um, have come down a lot, but they were the same price as these OLEDs that have come out now. So I think um, they've been a little bit harsh on on like the price and 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 what it's brought and yeah so i thought well i think there's a slight problem with the guys that are really after the field of view who want it no matter what so it's like you bring it down you get better visual fidelity they're like we want it and we want that make it happen as opposed to facing the actual technical limitations of what you're working with great i mean i think some people are a little bit um 
disappointed in that some of the basic features that they requested in these sets of goggles, I mean, these have been under development for um, over a year, so we can't put every bell and whistle on it, but they're also in the same shell that we've been using for 10 years. So it's hard to tool out like a slot for um, a power button, et cetera, when we already have like the chassis already finished. Um, so there's a lot of negative sentiment around that too. But um, in general, I mean, I believe that with the HDO, we've taken um, the Ford Taurus and we've put a Ferrari engine in it. And, you know, we've really upgraded the, the, the core of this, this display system. And that was the goal, the overall goal first. I mean, we wanted to put the Ferrari engine in first and then start updating some of the ancillary features like the tires and the radio second, because really it's about the image quality first. And after that, it's about doodads. Yeah, one thing I thought was um, interesting on, on the stream as well is I, um, a question that has come up a lot is regarding the DVR, the fact that it's pretty much the same. And um, I, I thought it was interesting um, what was said about the, the reason why that is. Um, and it's basically because it works. And uh, I never actually realized about the fact that when, um, when it sort of like drops the signal, um, codecs go absolutely crazy because they're not used to it because all modern codecs are, are, are used to a digital image and uh, not snow and that's like the biggest obstacle with getting a, a better DVR in the fat shots and, and there have been DVRs that you guys have been working on um, but they yeah. didn't make it because you weren't happy with it yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely don't want to sound flippant in talking about the DVR to say like, oh yeah, we just use it because it works, right? Because um, so we did a live stream on our Fetcher community uh, website on Facebook yesterday. If anybody wants, to go take a look at it. It's forty-five minutes of us just answering questions like this. But if you got a link, um, I'll stick it in the chat and uh, yeah, sure. uh, uh, um, thing as well. Like, but, don't don't be too hard on yourself man because like at the end of the day you're in a hobby full of guys so like you know when you get a big group of guys size does matter <laughs> <laughs> like, trust me i've been to yeah. wales with tony <laughs> so maybe there's a, there's a question you guys can answer for me then so um i've been looking at a lot of like the sentiment of responses so you look at the rotoriot pages and people talking about the hdo and there's like a lot of real negativity around um, not only the field of view, but Fat Shark in general. And do you think that there's a culture issue with Fat Shark and that we're perceived as um, indifferent or terrible people? Like, I'm trying to figure because I'm, I'm working with Greg here. He's our founder. And he's reading these comments, and it's uh, it's hurting him. Right? And he's, he's taking this stuff really seriously. And I wonder if he's been disengaged or Fat Shark seems like it's been disengaged for so long. Is there a branding issue with Fat Shark? What's... What is your perception of Fat Shark as the brand right now, guys? It seems to be to me, it, it, Fat Shark comes up a lot as they're quite expensive, but they really work. Um, but I, I guess you guys don't exactly um, put a lot out there until it's released. It's a bit like Apple again, isn't it? It's like, what's going to come out? What's going to come out? And it's like, it suddenly appears magically. But mm. um, I, don't, I don't think people are disengaged with the brand. It's, it's still one of the most solid goggles you can get. I think that's... That's fairly obvious for most people, although you do pay the money for them. Yeah, I think, I, um, from sorry. my point of view, like it, there's still a, a the idea of if you're serious in FPV, you have fat sharks. Which, as a fat shark skeptic myself, in that I've never found a pair of fat sharks that I particularly get along with particularly well, and I'm still I've still got box goggles, but it's it's still like I really want to buy some fat sharks if I could find some that I could look into and not feel like I'm going boss-eyed. Um, you got a test subject. <laughs> Treat him like a guinea pig, but we want him back in fully working order. <laughs> but as Nutty Prox says in the chat, like, it, there's negativity on the Rotorite page. That's kind of to be expected. So that's not the Rotorite page. <laughs> criticism. Like, you're doing really well. You're still viewed as like the name in fpv goggles yeah it's just still the top isn't it exactly it's i think it's that the expectations are so high from fat shark yeah like it's you know you've got this shiny new screens and everything else is the same and everyone was kind of assuming that it was going to be like everything was going to be revolutionary 
And mm. so I, I think kind of there's that kind of that's why people are a bit not as positive about the uh, the HDOs is that they're expecting to completely change everything again and. Well, I'm certainly not looking for for guilt or for you guys to feel sorry for me, but um, I do I do want to make <laughs> it clear to both you guys and the people watching that um, I think Greg and Alan and I all take um, the feedback really seriously, and we've had um, a few polls in the group on Facebook to say, hey, what features do you want in the next version? We're looking at every single comment and taking them seriously. So if you are complaining, um, keep complaining because we're we're going to hear you. You, I, I don't. I, if I was you, like my god honest opinion is that, like I look at, I look at fat sharks and I'm like they are coke and whore money, but like me and Andy, <laughs> whores will have our trinkets. Um, <laughs> you know, like we we like our nice thing, like and like uh, fat sharks, nice all in one package. And if you start listening to too many people and like adding things on, it can go wrong. You've got you've got a good for, formula, and the number one thing is a it works, and b as soon as you have a problem, your repair center more than makes up for it. Yeah, like, I have been I've been grumbly about fat sharks, right? But when I I get a pair and a board's broken, and I send it into someone like David who. I don't announce who I am, like so. I don't get like special treatment, and especially the way I write emails as well. It's like as if you'd ever get special treatment, Jack. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, true. I'm not. I'm not Andy RC. You know. Hey, um, I do the same. I never use my name with Fat Shot, and that's what. What with your email, Andy RC? <laughs> I thought. I thought. <laughs> Jack, and... Jack, I would never give you my personal email. <laughs> <laughs> that's the difference. So no, this is this is why I've become so vocal and why you guys make fun of me like that I I work for Fat Shark and that and that was because when when I started because I'm a reviewer I use the goggles like way more than they're supposed to I use them maybe an hour a day which is like a a, a crazy heavy user. Uh, what he's trying to say is he likes to watch 3D porn with them. Shut <laughs> <laughs> up! They've just made they've just made it even better. Every time I try and make an, a, a serious comment, Jack I know, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm, I'm Is that Miranda? Do I hear Miranda? Not yet. Okay. Uh, but 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 yeah, I think I think Jack's um, got it right there. The the service when it comes to like repairs and stuff is, and um, yeah, I don't know why there is just uh, a lot of. Um, uh, negativity regarding fat shot May- maybe it is you know i one, one thing that i thought was interesting as well is you know you talk about these polls everyone has got their own idea of what the perfect goggle is and you can yeah. never create that you know exactly exactly look i i've still got the dominator v2 with the cup eye cups i yeah. i hate the v3s too yeah. wide of field of view don't like it don't like the foam padding. Let's too much light in. You, it's sweaty and horrible. Don't like it. But it's then I, I hate all of those things that Tony likes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So with... you can't win. Yeah, I, I hate. I hate everything Tony likes and <laughs> everything Tony hates. Um, yeah, don't do it because at the end of the day, you'll end up with. Do you remember the the, the episodes of The Simpsons when Homer builds a car? That's yep. what you'll end up with. <laughs> yeah. None of us know. You can't please everyone. What we want, like we're we're worse than the stereotype of women, and also <laughs> now and again, like wrote a riot um, uh, chat <laughs> Facebook thing. I would class as cancer. <laughs> it's getting better. Is we're anyone worse. here still actually in that? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm in it. I'm in it. So. If I was you, for Gre- Greg's own mental health, don't tell him, but block everything. Get filters. <laughs> block. He won't be able to search for his own products. So that's what I would do. And set his screensavers to kittens. Send videos. It works for me. Frank. I'm just getting some power, guys. One second. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. Well, you certainly can't design by committee, but if you were taking requests, and I don't know how anybody else 
feels about this one. As far as the DVR goes, I'm perfectly happy with the DVR because if something crashes, I can use the DVR to get it. But I want date stamps that work because when I've gone out for flying and I've done like several days worth and I want to get it down to a video, all the dates are made up 1970 dates. I would like actual battery back clock to tell me when I was filming this stuff so I knew where it was. But is that just for because you're making videos now? When, yes. But, but you see, not everyone... I, I know I not everybody does that. But I wouldn't like that. But I wouldn't like it, but I'd I'd prefer it if it didn't drop frames. So it could be, but the thing ah, is that the, oh the SD card God. can hold so much stuff because they don't take up much space, do they? So having, having like a, a... Not having to transfer it to your computer every time so you know what's what and having all this nicely dated stuff would be so, useful for um, me. Well, so, so to be clear, we did actually update a few things on this DVR. So it's the same chipset that we used before, but we updated a few things in terms of um, the user interface, uh, the way it turns on and turns off, and the way you switch it on and off uh, between uh, watching your FPV feed and then switching over to the DVR. Um, some of the issues around the DVR related to fidelity, right? So I was talking about being flippant around the DVR and uh, we use it because it works statement. And... Um, that's a really complicated statement because, like, when many DVRs fail, they fail catastrophically and they just turn off and they can't recover, right? So, like, when you've got your True D or your Furious or whatever and you're flying, you know, around trees or long range and you get that breakup, a lot of DVRs just turn off and they don't work. And so that's one of the reasons we've gone with this DVR. But there are things that you can do to improve the performance through. Uh, better receivers and a better interface from the analog to digital converter inside the headset. So as you guys see new modules coming to the market now, um, the Clearview and the Rapid Fire in the next couple of weeks, um, you're going to see much better DVR performance because you're going to get a much better signal going into the goggle. So in many ways, it'll be improved. improved. So so um, I think it was Tony that was talking about um, frames dropping um, with the DVR. Has that been improved with the, the newer version compared to the HD3s? It has been improved in terms of, like, we have better filtering on the DVR, and, like, in general, you'll get a better signal coming in from the RX so that you won't drop um, frames because of a shitty signal. That's a yeah. long way of saying, yes, it's improved, but we have, like, <laughs> put a different DVR in, you know what I mean? Yeah, a actually a question that I asked on, on the live stream, but I forgot to put a question mark at the end of it, so I don't think you saw it as a um, as a question. But the, the, the Fat Shark DVR, um, if, you, if you look at other goggles, the, the layout of the DVR is, is very similar. And the question I wanted to ask is, is it kind of like a, um, a separate product that you sort of buy in? like a separate and like anyone else is free to use this dvr or is it the fact that the other companies are just copying what fat shark are doing oh yeah i mean they're a supplier i mean you look at you know uh, the, the comparison i like to make is like you know for a ford car like we buy michelin tires and goodrich tires and we we add these components in most of our intellectual property and our design is around actually the optical architecture that goes on top of the boards and go on top of the modules so you know these OLED modules, for example, everyone's like, oh, you know, you're using Shitty's 37-degree field, a few OLED modules. <laughs> These are the same OLED modules that everybody else gets. They're from Sony. They're 0 0.3 or 0 0.4 inches. Like, we just went to the OLED store and, like, got them. But the special stuff is, like, the optics and then a lot of the architecture on the boards and the way that the headset is manufactured. Uh, the DVR, yes, is a component. And I think... I think Greg was saying this the other day, but like, I think somebody was complaining the other day about how an Ishin DVR was better than the Fat Shark DVR. And it turns out it's the exact same component from the exact same supplier because we all shop at the same DVR store. In yeah. yeah. Apparently, apparently, there's only one good DVR which everyone uses. So, yeah. What's What's interesting about the Ishin DVR is that they they offer um, a slightly higher resolution. So maybe that is an avenue that you can because. It, the, like I say, the, the, the format is exactly the same as Fatshot, but I think they do a 1280-720p uh, version. So I d may, maybe it's the case that it maybe drops too many frames. Did you guys do any sort of research on exploring that avenue, like the what Ishin have managed to get out of that chip, I guess? 
Yeah, and that's a good question. Like, I'd like to know, I don't know this, so I mean, I can ask Greg later, but like, sure. I would like to know why we made the resolution um, choice that we made. Maybe it's just because that's the all we can record at a certain frame rate, but um, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, I, probably, I it's probably through the battery and processing. Yeah, also that I found with the Ishim ones, they, they do drop frames, so it could be to do with that as well. I think I think what's interesting about the DVR in general is that its function has changed. The DVR, if you look if you look back, was originally there only to find lost models. That was it. If you threw a battery, you could quickly go through your goggles, rewind and see where your copter ended up. That was its only function. So it didn't matter that it was uh, you know, low bit rate, low resolution. And I think because of YouTube and th this whole entire hobby revolves around, uh, you know, getting your videos on YouTube, it's become something else. And um, I think that is why there are so many uh, maybe uh, negative comments regarding the, the DVR is people want higher quality stuff to put on YouTube. Well, most of the racers want, want it, don't yeah. they? Don't yeah, hate them. You know, I, I used to use one of these. I, I used to use this in my original um, Dominator goggles. I used to shove it in the um, sure. strap. And when there was high, um, a lot of static, this would lock up. And the only way of getting out of it is take the battery out and, and plug it back in. And then you've lost all that footage after it. So my fat shot DVR has never locked up before. So kudos. Yeah, yeah neither is mine. Same. Well, um, I, to Andy's point, I think. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember the day when you got a smartphone with a camera in the front and you're like, why would you put a camera in the front of your smartphone? <laughs> because people like to live broadcast and they like to take pictures of themselves. And it's the same thing with DVR footage now, right? People need to yeah, prove Why isn't there a through. camera on the inside of the goggles? <laughs> so you can see. We actually talked about this. We talked about adding a selfie stick to the front of it so you can see yourself. Oh, uh, no, don't do that. Don't do that because SkyZone did that and nobody uses it. So I think that's a bad point. Oh, no, you're talking about a camera forward. I'm talking about a camera to view yourself. Oh, to view yourself. Well, use your copter to do that, surely. <laughs> like a stick cam built into it. Right. <laughs> uh, there's, but, uh, sorry, Greg, you were saying something first. Sorry, there's a good question. What was that, Jack? I missed that. Um, Baby Brit asks... Uh, okay, here's a good one. If you're so concerned, concerned about something like field of view why have you not why not have sliders that can move the screens closer or further depending on preference uh that's tough to do in terms of um making sure that your eyes remain in the eye box so the eye box is something that's like the area in which you can actually perceive and get a good image as a function of ipd and then position of the optics back and forth, right? So to be able to adjust the focal length intelligently and do it in a way that is not difficult on an optomechanical scale is, is really hard to do. Um, it might be doable. Again, I mean, I'm not an optical mechanical engineer, but I used to work at Avagant where we made these other, the glyph headsets. Do you guys remember these things? Oh, yeah. 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 And we tried to do a lot of stuff like that too. We had the rotating optics so you could adjust the focus, which was pretty fun. But it also was really complicated, and it drives um, repairs through the roof, and it drives dust through the roof, right? So as soon as you have a rotating or moving part over the top of your optic, which would be the same thing for changing the field of view, right? You, like, change the field of view by basically adjusting your focal length, right? Um, as soon as you have moving parts on top of your optics, then you introduce ways for dust and crap to get into your system and then yeah repairs go through the roof so so the answer i guess is the 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 size then really because fat sharks are really compact and the more optics you try you know the more adjustments i, I saw a lot of the questions were regarding oh the ipd is the same and all this but then you have to i guess do you have to start making the goggle bigger to accommodate that sort of stuff yeah. Um, the other thing is, if you wanted to increase the field of view dramatically, you would have to start going outside of the realm of like the dominator form factor. And that's fine. Like, I understand that. I mean, I acknowledge that the dominator shell, the V3 and the, um, uh, the HD3 shell, I mean, we need to move on from that. And without saying too much, um, we're acknowledging that we have to move on from that at some point. Um, but within that architecture, there's only so much you can do in terms of creating the maximum field of view as possible. There must be a certain field of view which is just perfect because when I've 
put Jack's goggles on, which are a bigger field of view, I I physically have to move my eyeballs around to check the voltage and things like that. With my goggles, what the V2, I can just look forward and see them in my peripheral view and don't have to move them around. That's what I like. That's why I do not like the bigger field of view. Plus, when I'm racing, going through gates, it's better to have that that field of view than that. Yeah, the vertical. So yeah. for me, found it, is go ahead. No, I was just saying, is is there a perfect field of view? He's like a don't listen to it. He's like an old man. You know I mean? <laughs> he really is. He's like I like my black and white TV. It makes snooker more interesting. Uh, <laughs> I think that perfect thing is different for everyone, though, isn't it? It's going to be subjective about what people. Yeah, that's the problem. Maybe you should make a freestyle goggle, which is really wide, and a racing goggle and call them freestyle (laughs) racing. Oh, Jesus. There you go. (laughs) That's my idea. What I found is that people who like the widest field of view are the people who like to do more of, um, like, tiny whip style flying, when you're just kind of, like, exploring and you want more of an immersive experience. You want to see the chairs and the tables and the trees around you. Yeah. Versus people who have... um, People who are racing gates and like flying around chicanes and stuff, they want a tighter field of view so they don't have to look around as much and so their reaction time is a little bit lower. There so that's go. more of a, a freestyle race style goggle. There you go. You can make a freestyle goggle and call it freestyle goggle and a racing goggle and call it racing goggle. <laughs> Great. More work. I, I actually just think that I, I, I personally, I think the form factor of the Dominator is great as somebody who like, has to carry them a lot. I think that's, mm-hmm. I, I would rather that than uh, a massive field of view and a big box on my face. I think what people were expecting was maybe an update to the DVR, maybe slightly more IPD. And um, the field of view being 37, I think is fine because we're using uh, OLED. So it, the, the, the contrast is going to be better. And I think one thing that a lot of people want that, um, it's interesting um, listening to Greg is a lot of people want switching from uh, 16 by 9 to 4 3. And um, I thought yeah. it was interesting. Um, now, I think Greg's response to that was, oh, it's wasting pixels. But there are cameras out there now that do a 16 by 9. And mm-hmm. so I think um, people want that. You know, I think for me, the perfect setup would be a, a 4 by 3 native and a cropped 16 by 9. So that you get the best of both worlds, but again, everyone's different. Um, so I think that's what people were expecting from this goggle, rather than just the updated screens. But I, I, I really like the fact that it's a well, up. The module bay as well. People seem pretty happy with that. There's you know more power there, and they're not having yeah. to do the mod to to get more power to the module bay. Um, yeah. There's people still. I mean, there's. Uh, Dav in the in the chat and other people I've seen have mentioned about the uh, the power button, the power switch uh, mod. Like that's a really popular mod, but there's no switch on on the fat sharks. And I think probably one of the big things about that is that if you leave your battery in plugged in and you don't notice it, then your battery dies and your uh, you know everything's going to go horribly wrong. Um, was, you know, in light of all the power button questions, I was thinking of maybe selling a service for like a hundred dollars a month. I will fly out to whenever you're racing, and whenever you want, <laughs> just give me the audio signal, and I'll pull the barrel jack, pull the barrel jack out. And then when you want to plug it back in, I'll just do this. See, I think a, I think a switch is a bad idea because if you leave them on, that's your your, your goggles cooking until your battery dies. So I agree with the I agree with the um, the pulling out of the, the the power. The only thing that the only gripe I have is that the audio and the video in and out is right next to it. So I always find myself when my goggles are on my head trying to plug into the audio jack instead of uh, the the thing. That's it from from testing all the other goggles out. That's the only thing that I do with fat sharks every single time. But um, it's a really standard, small thing. standard uh, male problem. Yeah, oh, that's good feedback. I mean, I, actually, that's that's true. I mean, I want to do a few other things too. I kind of want to change the interface for the um, SD card. It's a little bit hard to get into right now. Um, there's a lot that we have. Um, I'm at headquarters right now, right? So we're in the process of laying out our strategic roadmap for the year, and we're looking at a lot of um, features that we want to put into the next generation stuff. So, pursuant to what I said earlier about us reading all of your feedback, I mean, 
that is getting aggregated right now. And all the next generation stuff that is a process and is starting right now is going to take that into consideration. So that, that was actually going to be my next question. So is it your, um, I guess it's maybe too early to say, but it, it, just like we had the, the HD V3, is there going to be a HDO V2, a HDO V3, or is it too early for that? Oh, yeah. I mean, there will be, of course. Um, there will be. I mean, I think, you know, I would never tell you when the iPhone 11 or 12 was coming out, right? <laughs> but like, Do you know this information? Yeah. <laughs> it would be ridiculous for us to not iterate on this HDO. I mean, this is the first version of a completely new architecture optically. Um, and I think there's so many things we could iterate on to make it better. Um, you know, I'm getting the feeling that a lot of people were looking for like an order of magnitude improvement in quality and UX. And I'm not sure if that's ever going to happen from Fatshark. I'm not sure if you're ever going to get, you know, we're at the Toyota Camry phase right now. And I don't think we're ever going to just jump to a Lamborghini one day. But um, I think that Greg's development process and our company philosophy is to continue to build and iterate, and take feedback. And um, there will definitely be later versions of the OLED module. It is, it is funny that you mention Apple because I think it is the same thing as there has been the criticism of the iPhone uh, after some point that it's got to the point where the fat shark design is what the fat shark design is, is like it is optimized. It is what you've been aiming for. So it's not going to, there's not going to be a massive step change after that. Yeah. Um, it is iteration after that point. Yeah, I mean, look, we're not going to keep this exact same shell forever. Um, I do realize that there are IPD constraints with it. Um, we'd like there to be a wider IPD. It's tough to get too much narrower because um, if you do, the modules will start to hit your nose, and it's hard to put a case around it. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, under, I acknowledge that I think later generations will look towards um, different styles of headset that fit a wider range of people. I mean... <laughs> People get so mad at me for having um, a lower field of view, high quality goggle. And I'm like, why don't you like the transformers? I mean, those are massive field of view. And they're like, I don't want to fly box goggles. <laughs> like, oh. um, but yeah, I mean, the other comparison though is, yeah, somebody in RC groups the other day, we have this long thread in RC groups of people who are actively angry and happy about the HDO. And someone's like, well, Fetchark's turned into Apple and they just crammed these new displays down our throats and they expect uh, us to buy them and they're just Apple and they don't care about anybody anymore. And I was going to respond, great, I would love to be compared to Apple. <laughs> but, um, I, I really I really wouldn't like watch um, Ruth Rothman, Rothman. Is it Rothman? Rothman? Like watch his videos and you're just like, wow. Yeah. Like... Apple are I used to be like such an Apple fanboy and then all of a sudden like I was like touch bar yeah like it's what I can't I could, like you've sorted my RAM onto my board sure oh, uh, no I agree like I mean the points that this guy was making is that you know he thinks we're cramming technology down people's throats that they don't want and, and I, I never want us to be perceived like that to not listen but it's just funny because like apple has like what 70 trillion dollars of cash in the bank and <laughs> i would say that's a pretty successful company <laughs> so um I, I know a question that came up a lot as well um is is the hdo replacing the hd3 or are they going to run run alongside each other and um is there going to be a hdo core uh, so the HD3 core is effectively a cost-down version of the HD3, which, um, so it's it's really hard to ship LiPo batteries because you have to do um, a bunch of SMAT compliant stuff. And so you can actually save a lot of money off the bill of materials if you take the LiPo battery out and you use like the battery case instead and oh. just empower people to buy their own 18650s. So what we did is we costed down the SKU. Uh, we made it a little bit more affordable. Now it's 399 And it's effectively an HD3 with like slightly different accessories. Um, that is still selling well. People love it a lot. And we want to make sure that that keeps going. So we're going to leave that for now. We're going to continue to manufacture it. Um, I just took a look at inventory today, and we just ran out of them in the factory. <laughs> a um, shortage soon, but we're going to start another production run soon. Uh, we have 
to we have to mix that in with HDL production runs, and we will support both of those two for as long as there is demand. So in a way, you could say that the release of the HDO has done wonders for the HD3 sales when it comes to, you know, it's like a positive thing that's come out oh, of people yeah. responding to it. It's either that or we just didn't manage our factory queues. <laughs> I've seen um, a lot of people selling their fat sharks. Yeah, I mean, I what I've heard is that a lot of people are interested in updating their V3s and their V2s to the HDOs. Uh, yeah. And a lot of people have, have their HD3s are a little bit more um, cautious. And I think that's fair. Um, I've seen a lot of reviews out there of people who are like, you know, it's a step up from the HD3 to the um, HDO in terms of fidelity. But if you really love that field of view, then then don't do it. And that, that makes total sense. I mean, I think that's fair. And I think that we have a goggle that works really well for hardcore FLV people and hardcore fidelity people. I watched Oscar Lang's video of the two different... He put a video up and you can you can see the difference in his video that he put up. It, yeah. looks, it looks a lot crisper and nicer and Oh yeah, I mean, look. When when you guys get your HDO, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, you're gonna send us some for free? Thank you. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw this, but yesterday I took a ton of shit for giving HDOs away to a couple of reviewers. I'm like, what did you expect me to do? I mean, these guys are the best in their field. I give them hardware to um, review before the technology comes out, so we can get some authentic reviews. And they're like. Fat chunks giving away too much free stuff. They're jerks. I can't wait. Huh? I get it all the time. Being a reviewer, I always get comments saying, why the hell did you get that before a paying customer? I'm like, yeah, because, you know, it's, I have the experience of working with these and you have an audience and, um, you know, it gets the word out there. Yeah. Um, I, you know, it's, you just want to work with people who know their stuff and who are respected and like, it's not like I'm, I'm paying people. It's not like I'm like trying to um, bribe people. Uh, but look, I mean, if I need to send out a free goggle for someone to get a good early look at something, fine. Anyway, the point I was making was um, when you guys do get the chance to fly out the HDO, I think the best experiences that people have had is when they're actually flying. So if you put it on side by side with the HD3, you're going to be like, okay, you know, this looks okay. It looks a little bit better. But then as soon as you start flying, um, there's a guy named Colby Cotola in San Francisco. He just posted a review like two or three hours ago. Um, and he's zipping through gates and he's like, as soon as you start to focus on like far term features, like gates that are far away or details that are far away and like be able to um, resolve those with your eyes, you can see that there's a huge difference with the OLED versus an LCD screen. So do you actually find, again, a little bit like Apple, where people might upgrade their iPhones, that people are coming and actually upgrading goggles? Because I have to admit, I went from my original Dominators to the Dominator V3s, but I've stuck on those because they, they just work and they do everything I, I want. Of course, I'd like to go out and buy some, some OLED ones, but um, I'd have to save up for quite a while, like, like many people. So is it just a case of people always like, yeah, yeah, let's upgrade, let's upgrade to the next one, or are they, are they kind of hanging on to them? And I, I guess you want people not to hang on to them and buy the new stuff, don't you? Well, of course, right. Um, you know, I, it's a little bit of a mixture. I mean, I think a lot of people are still um, still have their V3s and their V2s from several years ago. And uh, I found a little bit of an every other cycle with something like this. So a lot of people before the HD3 phase have really been interested in the HDO and have upgraded. Um, but for HD3 people, they've been a little bit more cautious. Um, I don't encourage anybody to just drop their HD3 and then order an HDO without looking. I mean, you're, you're not being like Apple. You're meant to have a trading screen uh, 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 scheme. You're meant to like have graphics chips that fail. Introduce oh, yeah. an app to slow it down. That's have, a, have a button that just makes them blow up when the yeah. next product comes out. Like you, need, you need a fingerprint locking device so that if you have it repaired by someone unofficial then you can't get access to your own goggles. Um, the, the, uh, the other, like, classic thing to do is to only have certified... Oh, wait, hang on. <laughs> Service centres. And, and not sell anyone parts. Um, yeah. yeah, and then uh, you, you uh, put up 
nets in case Greg wants to kill himself because of the, <laughs> the comments. I, I, okay. I, think, right. I think you lot at Fat Sharks should just chill, right? Yeah. Just let all the stuff come in. At the end of the day, you're the top dogs. Everyone rocks Fat Sharks. People are going to buy them. It's They're going to buy them. You're the best in the business and just keep doing what you're doing. That's what I think. Don't listen to well, these sicker fans. They just want yeah. free goggles. Maybe if you... You could jump up on our Facebook pages and our Rotary pages, or everyone's shitting on us and say the same thing. I do appreciate it's, it. Just, just, just white. Honestly, but, it's just a, it's just a thing. Yeah, and look, look, we want to take people's feedback seriously. So I don't want people to think that we're ignoring them or we're just releasing whatever we want. We've, um, people need to have context about how these things. We've got a question here by Marty Scruggs, and I'm, I'm not sure if Grant's going to know the answer because you have engineers at, at Fat Shark that m might know this, but um, Ishim released a goggle called the EV100, and it had an, um, a, a diopter adjuster built into it. So you know how Fat Shark, you, you slide the diopters in if you're short-sighted, you've got minus two, minus four, minus six. Ishim came up with a system in their EV100 where you had a little scroll wheel, and what that did was all the way up to minus six, it, it focused the screens. Um, if, if you if you don't know the answer to um, like if if, uh, if if whether Fat Shark um, you know went down looked at that avenue, I think I might know the answer. I don't know the answer. You yeah. don't know the answer. Well, my 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 um, perception of that is that the EV 100s had a ridiculously small field of view. It was like they said it was twenty eight. It was it was like 20, 20 and i would imagine that in order to be able to get that technology into the goggle they really had to shrink the field of view to to fit that in there so i would say that is probably um you know um so, so what does it say um comment on the Ishin's focus wheel i would say that's probably why fat sharks don't have that because it would um you'd really be compromised in the field of view at a guess I, I do believe that you have to change the optical stack in order to change the magnification, i.e. change the, um, the focus. Uh, and to do that, you need a fair amount of real estate, not just this way, but this way, back and forth. Sure. And it makes it really hard to fit a lot of stuff inside of the goggle. I mean, I can, um, I can ask Alan a little bit here, but I think that's the problem. How many people whinging, do you reckon, like remember the days of the teleporter V1s? And man, I hated those. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I, st I still see a lot of them out there, actually. Like, I'll go to like a school or like a church or something where they do like small FPV events and they would have bought 100 teleporters. And I'm like, these are not good for anybody, guys. <laughs> yeah. I literally want to set light to them. Um, yeah. Like, I'm sorry, but you know, back then they were. But, like, I, but I owned Don V1s, man, and I've never met anything that. Like, other than my Dyson Hoover <laughs> and extract dust quite like they could, but they were lovely. Like, I did, I did like them, but man, they they were like, they did, yeah, they did get dusty. They did, they were just they were unreal. Like, you know, they were just magnet dust magnets. Can you yeah. can you take the faceplate off and put um on the new goggles? You yeah, guys... it's the same shell. He said that, yeah, okay, sorry. Well, we should ask for Tony's um, benefit. Are the, uh, the 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 surround? Is it pleather or is it real leather? It is. It is pleather, e-leather, uh, vegan leather. Yes. Well done. No, that's not very Apple of you. <laughs> I love I love Fat Shark even more now. Tony's a vegan, so I thought I'd ask that question. Uh, you can get that uh, pleather with the Dominator and Attitude Fit Kit too, so you can get them for your. Uh, I think that's going to be really popular because the one thing I don't like about the faceplate is that foam that just absorbs. It just sucks in all of. It. <laughs> yeah. no, I, I I like the foam. Oh, I don't like that the, the <laughs> foam cover bit comes loose like instantly. And then I've got bits of foam. Yeah, wear my goggles, Jack says, and it's just you can wring them out with sweat. Good, it keeps you away from yeah. my things. The thing <laughs> is, anything that you're going to be moving on and off of your face is going to wear. I have no doubt that the, the leather will wear as well, but you'll be no able to pleather. buy not not the other pleather here. Um, I think I think that'll always be a problem. It just looks more comfortable, and you could probably wipe it off easier. 
I think. I've got an actual idea about the whole power switch thing. How oh, about <laughs> an LED that points downwards from the goggles so when you've got it on your forehead, you can see whether it's still plugged in or not? Like, it just shines a light at you being like, by the way, it's still plugged well, in. Well, doesn't the DVR do that, though? It's got no. a red light on it. Frank, you're a genius. What you need <laughs> is inactivity alarm. Point the nearest moonlighting <laughs> oh, no, no. dinner lady you can, right? In her most disgruntled day, phone her up at four in the morning and ask her to say, inactivity alarm. And, uh, yeah. So just so Grant's aware, we're now, we, want, we now want him to produce a pair of goggles <laughs> that talk to you. <laughs> no, never. Do you see what I mean? The Homer. The Homer this, this is why they can never make the... You're, right, you're absolutely the wor- right. The worst thing about putting a fat shark goggle in is finding the battery hole. Mm. Yeah, I, yeah. Forever. Yeah, but no, <laughs> no, there's a reason, there's a reason for that, is that um, they released a wire kit. And you could have an external battery, and that's why they're next to each other. Yeah, that, oh. I like the external it, battery bit, but that, that trying come, to find that old man. That <laughs> comes like from been off, the Dominator it's like, SE days. It's like being off the game for a few years, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. totally. For Sorry. me, I, I need idiot protection on the buttons. I've been out flying, and I was like, oh, I didn't start my DVR. And I've clicked this way and then suddenly it went to 3d mode because i clicked the wrong button but you know <laughs> some sort of idiot proofing for me would be useful yeah so i think uh, the HBO one with that a little bit a it doesn't have 3d mode but b i do believe that the dvr is a little bit more evident when you turn it on and off oh so the, the OLED just have say, see what i mean what <laughs> You broke up there, Tony. But the question I was asking, so the OLED doesn't have the 3D option in it, like the HD3s. That's correct, yeah. I didn't know that. Um, Another thing I wanted to ask as well is... um, He's not buying them. These, (laughs) no, no, no. I I probably will. Um, As I said, I'm already. um, uh, It's got HDMI in, and the HD3s, when you plugged HDMI in, went to 16 by 9. Do you know if that's the case with these new OLED ones, with them being a HD screen, you know? You know, I don't, actually. Um, I feel like it should, but... Yeah, I'm not sure. That's the one thing I couldn't take away from any of the reviews that came out. And I should be seeing a pair tomorrow. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if I can take a look at that. Um, oh, I go, let, me, let me check real quick. Yeah, that was because obviously with them being OLED screens and them being HD, I mean, that's the other limitation of FPV is um, that we're we're limited to what five five hundred and odd lines with PAL, anyways, and four eighty lines with NTSC. So the big advantage is going to be HD FPV. People with the um, uh, what what's it called? The Connect system and the and the Phantoms and stuff. Yeah, for the four people left who are still running on Connect systems, you'll have a better time. <laughs> yeah, sure. uh, that's true. I mean, oh, he's getting into the whole let's drone out. So yeah, this, this is how you do let's drone out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, to give you guys a little bit of context. I mean, we had that base HD uh, goggle, which we, you know, kind of started fleshing out last year, early last year. And that's based on an LCOS chipset, which is liquid crystal on silicon. It's like super HD. And it's all digital, so you can only do HDMI in. But what we found is like not enough people want to buy them because not enough people are flying digital. They're just not confident enough in whatever's out there, whether that's Connex or whatever. And um, it just never was commercially viable to make them. So, I mean, the HD uh, HDMI in on the HDO is, I mean, it should produce an awesome image for anybody who watches sure. HD video, but. Um, I'm a little bit worried that that's shrinking every day. Yeah, I think Ladrid plugged his into the computer and just went, "Oh wow!" Then it could like you can you can do that with HDMI. You can. Um, so yeah, I think. But when it comes to what we do, I, I very rarely plug the Phantom into my fat shots. But when I do, it it looks fantastic. Though, so um, uh, I think yeah, you're going to be able to do that. Um, a question I had as well. I know we're coming up. We're coming up to the hour, so you know you're probably exhausted from <laughs> from, from all of this. No, um, he's he's had to deal with the rotor riot page. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to feel like like we're grilling him because I appreciate him coming on here and chatting to us. 
Um, but yeah, uh, there was uh, we we talked about it earlier. People concerned about the OLED um, lifespan, which I think is daft, anyways, um, because you know, like you say, they're they're Sony screens. And um, um, my question is that uh, is Fat Shark um, still going to sort of honor the warranty that it currently does with the LCDs? Like I've had to replace my LCDs twice um, in a, in the space of a year. And is it going to be the same with the um, the OLED screens, like you'll get the same service as you do currently, or, or is there like a, because there's like a limited life of OLED, is that going to change? Uh, yeah, uh, so the short answer is, yeah, of course. I mean, the warranty is the warranty, it's two years. We have three service centers around the world and you know we stand by the products. Um, but the long answer to that is um, OLEDs are rated for like tens of thousands of hours of service life with no burn-in. And um, cinemizers have existed for years now. There yeah. have been zero problems with burning on those. I'm kind of wondering if people are just like, you know, trying to yeah, I, I know trying to make it sound bad. Like this is I one of my conspiracy theories. When we launched, like, why are people shitting on OLED? It's I didn't understand that at all. OLED's in everything. It's in phones. It's in viewfinders. It, you know. And then I kept seeing these comments: OLED's volatile. I'm like. Oh, maybe it is then if this guy's saying that. You know, I don't think it is. I just kind of wonder if that's like some Russian campaign to like smear Fatshark. <laughs> Run by it. Run by it. Uh, Putin himself. Disgruntled employee, Andy RC. Yeah. <laughs> it's me in disguise. I would know. Yeah, I think, well, I think it looks great. I, there's always a chance that it could burn in. And, and like, look, I, I, you know, I know there's issues around OSDs that are going to be activating those pixels all the time. And uh, we wouldn't have developed the product if we didn't think that it could live up to the performance standards that we're marketing around it. And um, if it does not live up to that, then we will for sure replace it and we'll, we'll support it under the warranty. So how long have you guys been testing OLED for? I take it it's been quite a while. Yeah, a lot of people have had them for six, eight months. Greg has been flying them for well over a year. Um, and yeah, they've been great so far. Something interesting too, that base HD, those LCOS systems. So um, yeah. if you want to do some digging, look into any goggle that is actually shipping an LCOS panel. Top sky. Um, <laughs> sure. And you may find that they are going to have some production issues around long-term support and maintenance in those LCOS panels because those are very difficult to engineer and deliver at high yields and very difficult to support long term without dust and other garbage yeah hey, they've, I, got, they've got repair centers right i i know they haven't <laughs> i took my i've received a pair of the top skies and uh had a little speck of dust on the uh on the, the screen so i thought oh, i'll take it apart it'll be easy to clean out and then i instantly realized that alcos requires a dust proof environment to build and the minute that you compromise that um the the goggles finished um yeah, so I, I yeah, yeah, it's an interesting technology, liquid crystal on silicon, because it's it like uses uh, uh, mirrors uh, to um, like project an image, and um, uh, yeah, uh, it's, um, it's, uh, it's pretty cheap too. And the thing is, is that all the LCOS manufacturers have been trying to push them and get people to develop headsets around them. So they're offering deals on like, hey, make, make a new headset, we'll give you these LCOS chips for cheap. It's kind of affected the market a little bit. I do want to address one more thing, if I could, um, before sure. I go, fellows. And it's that I've seen a lot of people asking whether we could put the glyph technology inside of um, the Dominator shells, too. Um, and so I used to work at Avagon, and we made the glyph as well. And that, that technology is something called DLP, or digital light processing. Hey. It's from Texas Instruments in um Texas, obviously. So, um, someone hoovering. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know. Um, the, the problem with DLP, you guys can still hear me okay, right? Yeah, yeah we can. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. The problem with DLP is that it's very expensive on a chip by chip basis. Um, what is DLP? So it's like little micro mirrors again. It's actually, it? it's actually very similar to liquid crystal on silicon. Um, it's what's used in projectors, and you know how expensive projectors right. are. Yep, checks yeah. in the mail, Andy. Um, no. <laughs> yeah, these guys are going to have me even more. <laughs> <for that. laughs> we just call it a pay slip. 
yeah. I, I know a lot about this technology because I used to repair projectors. So it, it fascinated me. That's why I took apart the the LCOS, uh, and that's why I'm fascinated by OLED as well. So yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of all this technology. Andy, if you want a dust-free environment, just buy some Dom V ones, mate. It will sort that right <laughs> yeah, out. <laughs> what? How were they, mate? Because they had mirrors in as well. Uh, uh, the glyphs or the DLPs or that? No, ones? the uh, Fat Shark Dom ones. Jeez, I don't know. I, I think Grant wasn't there. Probably. Yeah, I think I think it's <laughs> the same. It's the same cup and LCD module. It's just a matter of um, the optical stack on top of it, which may not have been as robust as the current stack. Oh, I should I should finish the DLP thread though, uh, and that is, um, it's just economically difficult to do it without making a goggle that costs like $1,200. So, I mean, yields are a little bit low when you're creating DLP um, goggles. Like, you know, you end up screwing up one out of the three optical stacks that you build. So you basically toss the DLP out. And then um, to be able to put it inside of a stack, have no dust, and then put all the optics on top of it so you get this really great, crisp, clean display is um, very time-consuming and complicated. And when you fly with something like that, I mean, another answer to the why is there no power switch button is when Greg created these goggles, he wants them to be as easy as possible so that as few things can fail as possible when you're flying. Mm. Last thing you want is flying 80 miles an hour and like <laughs> some switch gets bumped or something like that. And with TLP, it's kind of like that too. You have so many like... Um, components and things that are necessary to create that great image uh, on the glyph for example you have those rotating optics but those optics would also rotate out of place when you're flying and you would suddenly lose focus and like you wouldn't be able to see well and you don't want that level of complexity in a goggle a 1200 goggle mind you um, when you're when you're competing it's just it's just not worth the trade-off for quality yeah okay. economies of scale is the short answer Okay. Yeah, uh, Frank, anything else? Andy RC, anything else? My problem is I could talk all day on this subject. <laughs> so I'm yeah, I'm trying to resist. I mean I, uh... if 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 he's got time, you can by all means you guys can do let Greg say hi to you before I let you guys go, okay? Oh, he's, awesome. he's eating oh. some chicken wings right now, so this is the perfect time for him. Hold on. <laughs> no, it's okay. We just got lunch, so I'm t- do you know who Andy RC is? <laughs> like, no, you should do. Know. He's on your payroll. No, I am not. <laughs> so, uh, we just got finished talking about the HDO. I gave him a broad update on the technology. Yeah, it was really nice. Good. good conversation. But I just wanted to see you say hi to you. So. I, 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 I don't recognize him without Josh Bixler standing next to him, grinning. <laughs> like you're being held hostage. You guys have any... any I look like one of three. Any mean criticism for Greg now that he's standing right in front of you? Don't, don't, don't kill yourself, man. Like, don't go seriously. on to write to riot page. I think I think just what we said before, which is like try not. Uh, you know, we were saying that there's all these ideas coming in about what the goggles should be, and everyone has got um, an idea of what the perfect goggle is, but you cannot make that goggle. So just keep doing the, you know, the innovation, uh, and you know, to try and ignore the negative i would say because we all at the end of the day anyone on the flight lines wearing fat sharks uh regardless to what any you know anyone says yeah like innovate a lot of stuff we are working on it the problem is you just you know your biggest thing is reliability and you guys trust it you need to use it it's your tool so if we try to roll too much innovation in one go yeah you'll end up killing someone (laughs) <laughs> you know, if something goes wrong, yeah. you're going to blend uh, someone's face off. I mean, we're not going to stop where we're at, so don't worry. Yeah. I'm going to let Nick finish his lunch, dude. So see you later. Yeah. Uh, thanks. Thanks for that. That was thanks. awesome. Look after him. Make sure he like it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> we're doing okay. We're all working on uh, all the next gen stuff here, so it's it's if, been a if, if you want to feel better, like read some of the let's shown out comments, man. We <laughs> <laughs> For some of the stuff I say, man, I'm surprised they don't lynch me. You know. No, I mean, I look at the comment section. People have been really nice. So, I mean, I guess to them, before I go uh, for your community, I mean, 
look, Fat Shark, we're, we're doing our best to ingest as much feedback as possible. Um, I'd encourage you to fly the HDO before you um, ingest too many critical reviews of it because it's a great flight experience. But yeah, I mean, if you have any criticism, drop it in. We'll read it for sure. Yeah. Do we know Just if do... anyone's bringing a pair to Mini Air Show? I think um, Painless is coming to Mini Air Show. And uh, so I'll ask him, I'm seeing him tomorrow. So I'll ask him if he'll bring them to Mini Air Show. And... See, see if he can pass them rounds. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Also, is there is there anywhere that people can sort of, you talked about, you know, about listening to the community about what people want from a goggle and you talked about polls and stuff like that. Is there any one place that you would like people to go to, uh, to give these sort of ideas? Um, yeah. I mean, the, it seems like the, the, best growing community right now is the community hub on FatShark. So if you go to FatShark RC uh, or FatShark's Facebook group, basically there is a link to our community group, which is a place for people to just talk about their goggles and what they like and don't like and kind of for me to give updates and stuff like that. It's like a totally open forum for people to, to communicate. Um, I've just asked to join. Membership pending so I can give you my long list of features that you can ignore. <laughs> um, I've, I'm going to go reject this. Um, <laughs> uh, would you like to know the results of the straw poll? I didn't know we were doing a straw poll. What was it? I, I asked, what type of goggles do you have? And uh, would you like to know who the winner was? <laughs> if it's not Fat Shark, this could be awkward. <laughs> it, it is Fat Shark. So tell Greg to put like one more foot back on the stool. Um, <laughs> and then uh, the next, so 67% Fat Sharks, 22% box goggles, and 11%, uh, no, 10% because Tony uh, and and Andy RC <laughs> just voted. <laughs> Scream. I, I haven't voted. No, uh, I, haven't, I, I, didn't, I didn't realize but, you were doing it. <laughs> Fat Shark are winning 73. <laughs> it's, it's increasing the lead, yeah. Uh, I, I, don't think, I, I didn't vote either. Hang on, sorry. <laughs> as well, can we put the um, this um, uh, Facebook page in the in the uh, chat? Yes, please. I would love that. <laughs> please zero <laughs> if you're still listening. Has somebody done that already? Has anyone got any more questions for Grant? Or uh, are we are we all fat sharked out? I actually have to step away in a second here too. So yeah, I mean, okay. Good got time them, to call it. Yeah. Nice. All right, thank you. You've been listening to Let's Run Out. We've been joined by and powered by Andrew slash Frank. Goodbye. Uh, Andy RC, the head of Fat Shark. <laughs> Thank, thanks for listening and watching on YouTube. Cheers. Uh, Tony, you're going to have to unmute yourself. <laughs> is it, is it, Sorry, is it, I can't unmute you. He's <laughs> in a mood with you. Unmute yourself. Au revoir. Uh, and Curry Kitten. Hello and goodbye. And Grant from Fun Shark. Bye, guys. Thanks for everything. Thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. It's uh, real. I know it's supposed to be like the other way around, but as as a as a B rate podcast, <laughs> we're like really like honoured by your presence and waste uh, of time. That was a lot of fun coming on, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, anytime. All right. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Cool. Good night. Take care, guys. Cheers. 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 Telemetry lost.